The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. Boogie, boogie, boogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Well, greetings, Imagination Connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your master of fun and wonder. Well, yada, yada, yada. Robert Meyer Burnett, and welcome to the boys' after party. Woo woo! After, it would have been an after show, but it's an after Today's party because I have party. Chris Carr with me. Yay. Welcome, Chris Carr. We've never done this, is our second show together. I know. I'm so excited. It's like about a second this. date. It is. How are we doing? Are well, we in love yet? Well, it's, you know what? No, I don't. I don't try and kiss anyone at least on the four, until the fourth okay, day. Well, so fair. Also, you, know, you know, I don't know if we're in love, but I, I do have a great vibe with you here. Okay, at work. that's good. And you know what? We have a show that has super powered rodents. Yes. Super dildos. There's a lot of dildos. Soldier boy on the saw with the solid cold dancers. A little, a little nod to the Winter Soldier. Uh, a a, a nod know? to the Winter and Blondie. Yeah. Blondie's Rapture and. Homelander being, I mean, we get peak Homelander in this. Home, Machiavellian Homelander. Well said. Where he is, he's making moves. Oh, absolutely. Like he thinks he's ahead of everybody. He thinks he's ahead of Giancarlo Esposito. He thinks he's had a stand. He thinks he's playing chess while he's playing checkers. I'm a stand stan. I stand for stan. Well, and I think that conversation they had really, really tells us everything we need to know about how this is going. I think so too. This was episode four of The Boys Called The Five-Year Plan. Now, Chris, let me ask you, what are your feelings on The Boys up to and, and through episode four? Oh, man. Well, we really started off with a bang with episodes one through three, right? Really, just very oh, literally, literally a bang. Very wow. literally a bang. And episode four is giving us more of the setup of how the rest of the season is going to go, I think. It's a lot of... Let's put some pieces in place. Let's show you what the major players think they have up their sleeves and see where the chips are going to fall. Because we've got Homelander making moves. We've got Huey and Butcher really taking on some different uh, tactics this episode. Taking some drugs. Taking some drugs. You know, Uh, when when all else fails, apparently, you just. And we got a lot of ass. Bare ass in this episode, including Huey's bare ass. We got Huey's. We got Jensen Ackles. Goodness Uh, gracious. Amazing. And we have Russian hookers. There's so many Russian hookers. So many Russian hookers. I mean, if you were to try and explain this show to your mother, (laughs) what might you say to her? Oh, man. I'd be like, you know that disappointment you feel for my jokes? This show. Um, (laughs) This, if I had to explain this to somebody who had never seen this show, it would just be in this particular episode. If everything you think could go wrong with superpowered individuals, amplify that by 10 and add in foreign travel. (laughs) A private. Yeah, private travel. travel. They're they're doing a net jet. I have to say, though, I think this is one of, despite all the histrionics and the body, like way beyond the pale humor and the incredibly graphic violence, I do think this is one of probably one of the best written genre shows ever. And this might very well be the best of the three seasons. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Obviously, there, there are standouts. I mean, Anthony Starr's Homelander is crushing it this season. Carl Urban as Butcher also mm-hmm. is, is doing great. And then the entire cast. I mean, what I really love about this season 
is it really is serving this greater on ensemble and i think they're doing a fantastic job of like you said this episode's really it's really moving the pieces on the board into place and various alliances have been set up various alliances were quickly curtailed Mm -hmm. and of course i i have to first admit or just come out and say i thought supersonic was going to last an extra more extra episode or two. I really did too. I did think that was real dumb to immediately be like, "Well, A Train, maybe you should join us." No, bud, he's so opportunistic. Yeah, no, he's not a man of the people. No, no, no. Yeah, these. You know, I will say this. I mean, one of the great things about any show, any any the antagonist. You have to have a great antagonist, mm-hmm. and like Die Hard, Hans Gruber oh. was a great antagonist. Yeah. I'm not just a thief. I'm an exceptional thief, you know? And I think what Homelander, especially in this season, he's really taking center stage. I mean, he's always been an evil force to be reckoned with. That'll just yeah. kill you. But now, I mean, he, he could be a fascist dictator. He's a scary, scary, scary guy. Absolutely. And uh, I think the moves that he's making, he's obviously put a little bit more thought into what's going on here. And we had a lot of reversals in this episode. What did you think? What, what were some of the standout moments for you in this oh episode? Oh, my gosh. I mean, all of what Homelander's doing is really just terrifying in general. We've gone from, you know, soup goop to killing members of his own team. Right. Right. And that that was the one, too, where it was, oh, you did that? Because before he'd hurt them, before he'd threaten them, but it was always tertiary family members, things like that, too, or, or harming them in a way that wasn't going to mess up a photo op. How do you explain away Supersonic not being part of the team after winning a television show, winning the American Idol of superheroism, and then just to to toss him away like that really shows you how how much of a loose cannon Homelander is at this part. He has no fucks to give anymore at all. No, and and it was really interesting. We we had we had what Butcher and his team was doing, going overseas working for. Russian criminals mm-hmm. to in the in the in the hope to get this weapon. They're looking for this mysterious weapon to fight it to, that maybe will kill Homelander. And at the same time, you have you have Starlight trying to rally the troops behind her to go against mm-hmm. Homelander. And then you have Homelander making his moves. And and you even have Stan and his daughter. Yes. I, I mean, it, and her daughter and her daughter, who I don't think that went well. No, well, I don't know how that's going to. That's going to work that, out. Well, I'm, I'm really interested, too, to see how does how does uh, V affect everyone? Do some people's bodies reject it violently? Is or it... was that even V that she exactly. was given because it was blue? Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked a little... It looked uh, a little sus. Yeah. I, 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 listen, if, if I was a drug addict and I went to Homelander and he had the last fix in the world, I wouldn't do it. No. I wouldn't take anything that Homelander gave me and put it in my veins. Well, and, and I will say, while well, it was a, a twist, right, to have her turn on Edgar like that, in what world do you believe Homelander is going to give you stuff to superpower your own child when he already sees you as a threat? Well, he doesn't really see you as much of a threat because he even says, try popping my head, you know. But why would you give her more ammunition to come up against you. I thought uh, that was odd. It, well, we'll see where, we don't know where it's going to play yeah. out yet. But I did think it's interesting that Homelander has all of this information all of a sudden. Like he's suddenly ahead of everybody, including Stan. Yeah. I mean, although I will say this, even in a compromising position, Giancarlo Esposito's Stan monologues, I mean, someone's got to do a YouTube page of just Stan monologues to Homelander. They are a masterclass. Uh, even, even when he is down and out, down for the count, 
uh, in the jaws of defeat, uh, he takes it away. Oh, is that right? Is in jaws of defeat, or he's? I think so. Uh, he like he he goes. He he steps right up. Yeah. To Homelander. Well, and continues to go for the jugular with just the shittiest grin on his face. And I think a lot of other actors who are not as gifted as him would make a meal out of those moments and really play into the the hate and the vengefulness in it. And what's so much worse than somebody yelling at you is somebody who lets you know how little they care about you. Oh, and, and it's so good. And he does it beautifully. And again, the writing on this show, Eric Kripke and his his, his merry band of ne'er-do-wells who are writing the show, yeah. and they are ne'er-do-wells. Oh, um, the writing on this is of the very highest caliber because they never take the easy way out of any scene. I mean, it's very, you, you know, the Game of Thrones at its best, talk about subverting expectations. This subverts scenes within scenes. And I really do think this writing is the, 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 it's the toppest of the top notch in well, terms of genre yeah. entertainment or any entertainment. I think so too. What was one of the, the scenes that did that for you that subverted those expectations that? Well, I think, I think that scene with Stan. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think that Homelander has been getting one over on everybody this entire episode. And when you see how Giancarlo Esposito, when he plays it, when he's been betrayed by basically his own flesh and blood, when she gets up there and gives the press conference and says, well, Stan is, he's unscrupulous. He's been, he's been, there's, there's, there's all kinds of malfeasance going on. He's been cheating the company that came as a surprise. Yeah. Didn't, didn't think that was going to happen. And of course, then you realize Homelander has his tendrils in everything. And what I loved is how Giancarlo Esposito played it truly shocked. Mm -hmm. And, and you're like, I felt peril. Yeah. For him. When he was heartbroken, too. You could feel that betrayal. That was wonderful. But then later on, when he says, you know what? I taught her to play every angle. And that wasn't just him trying to, like, show face in the face of Homelander. That was him thinking to himself, not a bad play. Yeah. Like, like even though I'm still, even in that moment, he's still proud of his daughter. I was going to say, it feels like real proud father vibes. Yeah. Just, oh kid did good and not and, by me but she did good but yeah and even though he's he uses it to say to homelander he might be terrified but the fact that he steps up and realizes see i'm waiting to see even though i've read the comics i know stan i know where ultimate yes. his fate goes same which is good mm -hmm. stan, let's just say stan is stan is not a man who's going away anytime soon mm -hmm. i do like how they are portraying him and this in this episode Homelander basically took everyone out. Like he 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 has one up. Obviously, the end of the last episode, you know, home home light. Hashtag yeah, home light. Hashtag home light. And, and and he continues to break Starlight's resolve down throughout this episode. Yeah. Um, and and the I loved seeing Maeve training and that little bit with with her and Starlight talking. And this idea that we're gonna we're gonna build an alliance and Starlight's trying to build an alliance, and of course Homelander takes that out. Homelander takes Stan out, um, mm -hmm. threatens Huey. You know, here's what's going to happen to Huey. And it, it, it was, it was definitely, this was, this was sort of the Darth Vader crushing the, the Imperial officers, just our, our rebel officers going down the corridor and just, just like, I'm going to go into this door and fuck you up. And I'm going to go into this door and mm -hmm. fuck you up. And it was great. And that's what I loved about this because by the end of this episode, the peril, and this is only episode four, but the peril is, you know, it's DEFCON 1. 
Absolutely. This it felt like a fire sale in a lot of ways because it was just if you have hope about anything, not anymore, not after any of this. And I'm so excited about where that's going to lead us for the rest of the show. I don't know about you too, but thinking about other shows that, you know, maybe do less episodes and things like that that are on about the same number. I was real annoyed watching this thinking about, yeah, this is how you do a narrative. This is how you set up stakes. This is how you can take away hope and still focus on characters and really get me invested in your story. It's masterclass in, in storytelling. Well, since you brought that up and we won't, <laughs> we won't mention any other shows, yeah. but this yeah, if you, it, if you look, if anyone's interested out there in writing, if you're looking into writing stories, comics, screenplays, whatever, these four episodes are a masterclass, I think in plotting characterization and, and just writing in general. Mm -hmm. And now we have on TV, you've got For All Mankind. Again, a lot of the people that cut their teeth on the original Next Generation, like Joe Minoski and Ron Moore and, and Noreen Shankar. And then you have this, Eric Kripke, has been, been around for a long time, obviously doing Supernatural. I keep thinking that Eric Kripke did the first season of Heroes, the show Heroes, but I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true. Did. I, I don't... did Limitless, I think, right? That too, I yeah, like that based on the movie. Uh, I like Limitless. Um, not great, but still, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was really entertaining. But yeah, this show, if you look at the genre between that and For All Mankind and even the Orville New Horizons, mm -hmm. look at those two episodes. This is the very highest caliber of genre writing. It shows you how do you create characters conflict and how do you keep plussing your characters and taking characters we love and putting them in peril. And, and as you watch, as you go through, there's not a moment in these shows where I'm like, eh. Yeah. And, and, and what I really loved about this, Kamiko, Kamiko, mm -hmm. she becomes the assassin. She has to go take out this Russian mob boss. And when you get in there, and obviously the, the, way, they, the way she trips on her high heels. and they, I they, love that little moment. Great, right? It's so good. That's a detail that good writing would add. The, I feel uncomfortable. Let me adjust myself. I'm getting on my game face. I'm walking forward with all this confidence. And then the immediate trip. And then resetting to get back into character. Oh, it's so good. See, a lot of shows that will remain nameless wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that, kids, is how you create character. And and those are... Ten seconds. Absolutely. But you have to know that you need to do that. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people would know that. Exactly. And when you get into that scene, I mean... Again, subverting expectations. You think she's going to, to be one-on-one -on -one with somebody. She walks in, she's uh, into this room, and there is, you know, six or seven other prostitutes that are already with our corpulent, horrible... Yeah, uh, doing uh, bumps on the bed. Yeah, and and uh, horrible. And then, of course, he's got his... He doesn't have a, a, an armory of, like, weapons. He has an armory of, of well, dildos, sex a, toys. A Narnian cabinet filled with the most durable sex toys ever created uh, i mean the but, compound v edition but now here's what i love those. about here's what i love about this show i mean at first you think that they're going to be used in very explicit sexual ways but no this show immediately turns all of them into weapons of destruction and I loved that. I mean, immediately when you least expect it, right through the face, uh, uh, in the head, uh, mm -hmm. a dildo from the back of the head, and suddenly they're no longer, you even forget they're sex toys. They're just martial arts weapons that wielded by Kamiko become deadly devices. See, I didn't 
forget they were sex toys, Rob, because I was extra horrified throughout this going, how are they that durable? That's horrifying. That's terrifying. Well, you know, in this day and age. I mean... With with uh, with all the kinds of video you need to use these things that's with. Fair, I, I don't want to kink shame anyone, no. Mazel. But you know, whoo, it was terrifying. And the the best kill though was that one where it lingered and was buzzing as blood was coming out of that dude's neck. Ah. Unbelievable. I mean, but like talk about we were just talking about how this is such a great show about writing, and then you have this. So you've got this beautiful, well done masterclass with the least like it's so lowbrow when you explain it of oh and then she like murders a bunch of people with dildos but it's done so well it's done so well but i mean the funny thing about what i loved about it was is that you forget in the in the midst of all the action you get it but it isn't until that end shot where they add the little buzzing detail that you're like oh right oh yeah (laughs) and then the blood is gurgling out i mean this to me is is brilliant writing and that's why this show i mean this show is a social satire mm-hmm. there are no sacred cows everybody can be yeah. skewered in this show i i mean to the point where the details of starting out with the solid gold dancers and like having that i mean mm-hmm. it, it, it and then and then of course i love the fact that in our heroic team there's dissent i mean i mean huey finds out that butcher's been using this temporary compound v then of course he's like after what happens with Starlight. Yeah. He, and I love that he says, look, this is what happened with every other. I felt like I felt when every other bully beat me up when I was at, at high school or whatever. And the fact that Homelander, I mean, kudos to Huey for standing right up to Homelander, but knowing yeah. that he could he could, he could, could be uh, leaving Las Vegas at any moment because mm-hmm. our actress, you know, yeah. Elizabeth Shue got in that movie. <laughs> and then she, of course, got her face. Yeah. But, but it... it I, I just this, this show is so satisfying narratively because we show the fracture within the gang. Exactly. Whether it's Frenchie and Kamiko, they have yeah. to leave because she's traumatized by what Butcher made her do. She hates that. Frenchie's very upset that he is back with this Russian gang. You know, Marvin obviously has a lot of issues with how Butcher conducts things, but can't get over what happened with Soldier Boy to his own family, and he's just trying to keep this team together. Which, as we see at the end of the episode, what's he able to hold on to? You know, how can he really, really keep this together? He's trying to be a glue on something that's shattered. Uh, unbel- it, it was amazing. And then, of course, the reveal of the final reveal of, sol- as you said, the Winter Soldier. The Winter boy. Soldier moment. He's the Winter Soldier boy yeah. now. Um, that was a great moment. And I guess he is the very weapon that they're looking for. We are so sorry about that. Had a little bit of a technical issue here. We'll get right back to everything with those Super Chats like we were just talking about in game planning here. (laughs) But first, we are going to hear from our sponsor over at Mint Mobile. Thanks, Mint Mobile. Guys, we want to thank the sponsor of today's video, Mint Mobile. You know the one with the delightful ads with good Canadian kid Ryan Reynolds? So look, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just $15 a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. And guys, that's no joke because for years I've been using one of the major providers and it was fine. But I switched over to Mint Mobile a little while ago. The service has been fantastic. And the big difference is I'm now paying about one third of what I was paying before. And the best part for anybody who just hates their phone bills is that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 
a month. All their plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash campia. That's mintmobile.com slash campia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia. And thanks to our sponsor, Mint Mobile. I love Mint Mobile. Chris, Mm -hmm. now it's time to hear, despite our technical difficulties, what (laughs) our viewers have to say. We're going to go to your super chats, your questions, your comments. Lay it on me. All right. First, we've got Abraham Ruiz. I need a Jamie in my life. So unassuming. So deadly. Uh, don't we all need a tiny, tiny homicidal pet? I have one. I one. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, having homicidal pets actually keeps you on your toes. I think it does. It, you know, it makes you run faster. Yeah. You're in better shape. Absolutely. Maybe you're right. right. We all need a Jamie. And mm. that was ridiculous, too. You had to know when that sweet little hamster popped up that there was going to be something hinky going on. Oh, there. yeah. You know, if, if this were like a Peter Jackson movie, it would be an undead yeah rodent exactly i just i didn't expect a show to give me both death by dildo and death by hamster through an eye not in the same one at least you know that's why the boys is what it is magical what a show (laughs) thanks abraham all right from sam fisher never did i ever think i'd say this but second best phallus fight this year (laughs) it's true we're getting a lot of cock fights (laughs) we're having Quite a few. And not only that, but there's other people on the show that can apparently celebrate International Women's Day. Ashley Ashley knows what's up. She does. and Which is good. Good for you, Ashley. That is a terrifying thing to keep in a desk, though. How deep is that drawer? It's a very deep drawer. And if you actually looked at the design, it was designed for her pleasure as well. Exactly. Which is important, folks. The prop master on the show is really thinking. Oh, boy. They are cooking with gas. All right, from Blake62, Anthony Starr is so good as Homelander that it's hard to imagine him not being a psychopath in real life. Also, loving Jensen as Soldier Boy so far. Anthony Starr is horrifying in this role. He's chilling. He, he, he's, and, and, you know, I heard, I don't know if this is true, this might be apocryphal, I heard his wife has said she will not watch the Herogasm episode. Oh. Knowing what happens and knowing what's going on, that she won't watch it with him. Oh, man. That makes me more excited. Uh, me too. <laughs> I, and I, I'm like, bring it on. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, what's that home-like life? So, do- uh, so dear, how was work today? Right. Well, honey. <laughs> was an odd day. I had to laser one of my coworkers. And, oh, man. We had a hero-gasm scene. Right. Do, do, does he let her read the scripts? Because I don't think I would. Oh, man. No. No. But and 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 I'd like I love to like somebody should do an interview on the channel. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it like to be married to Homelander? Ooh! Like, are you able to? Can you can you leave that at the office? Because he's a kiwi. In? He's mm-hmm. a kiwi in real life, and and uh, having lived there for a number of years, mm-hmm. the people in New Zealand are some delightful people. Yeah. But they're also kinky. Oh. They're a kinky bunch. Anthony Starr. And also, to you. go to your Jensen Ackles part of this write-in, too, I think Jensen's killing it so far. Killing, I mean, I love the fact that he has gravitas, like his voice. And, I mean, he, he really feels like, I can't wait. Look, I am looking forward. If you've read the comic, I don't think we're going to get what happens between Soldier Boy and Homelander in the comic, in the hero-gasm scene. I don't think we're going to get that. But... 
when when Jensen Ackles was on, right. <laughs> when Jensen Ackles was on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyer this week, he was saying, you know, Kripke finds a great way to find the thing that makes you uncomfortable and going, <laughs> OK, well, that's what we're going to do. He's wow. like, well, did he find that for you? Like, yeah, there's some sexual positions I'm not comfortable with. And then it's just this great conversation of how did you get to the point of, hey, uh, Jensen, which uh, sexual positions are you not comfortable with? And he was like, there's drawings. There's like stick figures that are sent to you. And then you go, I'm not cool with that one. And he goes, okay, well, mm, sorry. Wow. I wonder if there's so, an intimacy coordinator on set. There has to be, which honestly, I'm going to be very serious for a moment about that. I am so happy that that is such a bigger norm in the industry now. Cause one, it's already so awkward to have an intimacy scene. Mm. The, I've directed a few. It's so weird. It's, it's just really weird. And you have to have your chastity barrier or your pillow, or sometimes it's an inflatable ball like on Bridgerton. And to when have. You, when you walk into a giant urethra, I, does the intimacy, intimacy coordinator know what to do with that? Yeah, I think there's just counseling after some of these episodes where wow. they're like, okay, let's talk through what Eric Kripke made you do today. But but to answer the question, I mm -hmm. think Jensen Ackles is killing it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's great. I, I can't think of a better soldier boy. No, and I love I love that it's kind of a nod to, to the time where he was being considered for Steve Rogers. Right. It's so fun. <laughs> there's so much meta-ness in the show. It's great. It's so good. From... Uh, Sam Fisher, Stan Edgar will be back. You don't waste Giancarlo. No, of course you don't. You don't waste him. But like we were talking about, it's a game of chess. Uh, I think Stan's ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. He knows what's up. I think so. I think it's nothing that's chess. happening is a surprise to him. Yeah. He has contingency behind con con contingency behind contingency. Well, and also some of the stuff I wanted to get into too before we had our, our little disruption was, does Homelander want to run a company? When he has that moment of, no, this is this should be ours. This shouldn't be run by them. It should be run by us. Yeah. Do you really want to run a company, babe? It's boring as hell. You like killing people and being fancy. Well, it's like in Superman 2 when uh, Ursa, they're in the White House. And Ursa says, you're master of all you survey. And Zaw's like, well, that was yesterday and the day before. Yeah. <laughs> now he's like bored. Exactly. I feel like he would have that. He would just be like, ugh. Over it. Yeah, what's it going to do? Yeah. I need to go jerk off on a building. Exactly. Mm. From uh, A-Rod 2006, just when you think we've seen just how truly evil Homelander is, this show will find new layers to reinforce that he will kill everyone. Mm. He will. He will. But you know what's really interesting? I mean, I like to see, like I said earlier, his Machiavellian nature, mm -hmm. that he's one step ahead of all of this. My problem is I don't feel, what's his endgame? You know, like, what does he want? What would satisfy him? Like, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, and I love when Giancarlo, when Stan's like, you, the, 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 what, is, there's some line, the depths of your insecurity. Yeah. Like, and I loved that. I'm that's like, so because that's the one way you get to him, because mm -hmm. you can't, it, it, it's like, dude, at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. And he clearly can't. Mm -hmm. And I love that that's where Stan goes. Stan knows. Yeah. He knows that he can push at that self-loathing because it's in there. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely in there. But he is he is the murderous Angelica Schuyler of the boys cast. Wow. He will never be satisfied. Never be satisfied. There we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> love the We're references so, on the show. today. Wow. Um, from Craig Bruce. Not missed a show since the Batman spoiler and I'm hooked. 
You guys bring joy to my days, man. All the way from Glasgow in Scotland. Do you think Huey may be the one to defeat Homelander? Oh, well, first of all, Craig, thank you so much for talking about how these shows make your day. That's wonderful. Also, I friggin' love Scotland. I, I got to perform at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You did? Um, yeah, when I was like 16. It was I've the never, best. I've never been to Scotland, but I do think that Trainspotting 2 uh-huh. is one of the great sequels of all time. That It shouldn't have been, honestly. It's, it's so, so good. good. And I... Jinx. <laughs> I, I, I love train spotting, mm-hmm. and I, but the sequel is way better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Would you be surprised to know that I have the 4K disc? What? Mm, you have physical media? Mm. That's insane. Crazy. Well, how do we feel about Huey after this episode? Look, I, I don't think that Huey should be the one to kill Homelander. I don't. I think that is a butcher issue. Mm-hmm. And ultimately... <laughs> People talking about, well, we, uh, I want to see uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Darth Vader fight again. Why? Well, you've seen it. You've seen it twice. Mm-hmm. I want to see Butcher and Homelander. I want to see, like, you know, in there were, before they made Superman Returns, uh, McGee was going to direct a version of Superman. And they had a Kryptonian villain named Tizor. And I actually have this, the animatics. There was a scene where the two, Superman and Tizor, were in the middle of, like, a, a city like a what it was like an open park like an office like they're in the middle of a city but there was a big open area and they're using their vision and they're fighting against one another with their heat vision mm-hmm. and the heat vision is expanding 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 and it's melting the skyscra- skyscrapers around them mm-hmm. and and literally they're coming down around them as their heat vision Ooh. and they're like you know going walking toward one another as these buildings were coming down that didn't happen, but I would like to see it happen in this show. That should happen here. I would love to see it. I think Huey, too, is being set up to still ultimately go after A-Train because we think he's getting this redemption arc. Oh, and no. then he turns tail. I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because remember, how does this show begin in episode one? Oof. Just straight through that sweet poor girl. Look, I want Huey. To, I really love the relationship he has with Starlight. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, he says to her in this episode, I don't worry, you know, I will. Yeah, let me be the one to let, protect you. Uh, yes. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I look, I want to see Huey kill A-Train somehow because he's a douche. Yeah. He's a douche. And 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 his douchebaggery was really, again, <laughs> I have to say, the the deep A-Train rivalry was something I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Oh, but love it. And love that the Deep's wife is just pulling these strings. Oh, yeah. Telling him exactly what he needs to be saying. I think there's a lot more to her than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. I think that she will be revealed to be somebody of some note Oh, later. yeah. When she was in that cult, she was taking notes. Oh, yes. She was figuring it out. And the Deep is a douche. Yeah. Daddy sucks. All right. Righteous Rob. To be silent is to be complicit. Chris Carr and Ashley's assistant. <laughs> what do you think the interaction between Homelander and Soldier Boy will be like? Well, on one hand, if it's like the comics. Deeply penetrative. Be, yeah, it's going to be very intimate. <laughs> I don't see that being the route, given how no. these two characters have been written so far. I mean, in the comic, in the in the herogasm, if memory serves, um, Soldier Boy wants in on the seven. He keeps auditioning to be part of the seven. Yeah. And Homelander keeps having sex with him and letting him know, like, ah, oh, no, I just don't think you're ready. And this wasn't good enough. And yeah. then Soldier Boy's like, oh, gee, Willikers. 
No, they. Maybe I next think they've time. established Soldier Boy as a much stronger entity. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't see that. They, he's they the first Avenger. Way. I mean, first Vodder. <laughs> you know, he's he knows what's up the too. The first Vodder. He's the first Vodder. I love that. Yeah. So I think it's going to be more of them going toe to toe, and if there is any kind of sexual tension or intimacy, it's going to be that they're both attracted to each other's power. I think. Right. I mean, and that could be. You know, it could truly be a. a cockfight mm-hmm. and it would be i could see this show going in that direction yeah like it would be some kind of a the seduction would be about the power mm-hmm. and they would be testing one another's limits yeah but we've already seen that a bit with him in stormfront so well could, yes that's true that you know, is true is Although, it redundant then or is it or it could be like a what is meal. it eastern promises when when uh when uh you have the two dudes wrestling fighting in the uh in the uh you haven't seen that no no never mind <laughs> that's okay it's okay from Suthius, that moment between Butcher and uh, Mother's Milk was probably the most realistic and honest he's been on this show. It shows that Billy the Butcher is just a facade. Oh, yeah. I love that Marvin can really break down Billy's walls and uh, doesn't believe his bullshit. That was, uh, again, you know, I always hark back to the writing on the show. Mm-hmm. That was a beautifully written scene, beautifully portrayed. And it really gets to the heart of, I mean, it really drills down and that's why this show is great for all of the frothy excitement that it <laughs> touches upon. It also is an incredible character study across the board. All of these characters are so well defined and you like them. Mm-hmm. Even when you hate them, you like them. You like to hate them. Yeah. Or you are incredibly, you find them incredibly sympathetic. I mean, remember, look what happened. Look what's happened in Butcher's life. Like what happened to his wife. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a de facto son and who that son's so father. He's trying to push away. I mean, wow. This is some heady stuff. It is. This is uh, like, this is kind of it was, it, Russian, like Dostoevsky could have oh, written this. Yeah. Oh, good reference. The Brothers Karamazov yeah. or something? Totally. Suthius, I'm bummed we didn't see Supersonic's powers. Yeah. That feels like some bullshit. Did he really have any though? supersonic i mean he you were the only girl i ever loved i'm just fucking with you 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 know what you don't if i had someone like starlight in my past i wouldn't say that to her yeah and not mean it well maybe he didn't mean it maybe he did i I think he did i think his power was getting famous with that horrific boy band song yeah that was maybe that's so creepy why he deserved to die so creepy uh from suthius soldier boy is the weapon nullifying others powers Oh, is that what we think the big blasty is and why Kimiko couldn't heal? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that, I think that's exactly yeah. what it is. And, you know, somebody said to me, somebody tweeted to me that it wouldn't matter if, like in Braveheart, you humiliate because you can't just kill. Homelander is such a great villain. I don't think you kill him. But if you take away everything that he is mm-hmm. and leave him alive. You have to neuter him. Neuter him. It's like Khan, you mm-hmm. know, Star Trek Two. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to kill Kirk. No. I've hurt you. That's what he wants to do. Exactly. I think that's the move. All right, from Alex Holt. Once Kimiko and Frenchie started talking about going to Marseille, that uh, that one of them was being killed soon. Oh, I thought one of them was going to be killed soon. I really thought it would be Frenchie, though. Well, and we don't know if Kimiko is not going to pull through. She's got to pull through. I think she's got to. Yeah, come on. I don't. You can't fridge the girl boy. Yeah, no. You just can't. No. That's that's not good writing. Plus, I mean, she's been abused and she's had a horrible exactly. life. She needs her comeuppance, too. Exactly. So. Yeah. 
But she is going to be the key to them understanding what Soldier Boy represents. I think so as well. From uh, Suthius, teleporting without the clothes is more realistic. I agree. It's well, true. that's a Terminator thing. Mm -hmm. You teleport nude. Yeah. Time traveler's wife. Uh, absolutely. You can't time travel with your clothes. No. That's, no. That's, your clothes don't have that power. They do not. No. Mm -mm. I, think, I think it makes sense. From Sam Fisher, do we really think Kimiko is dead? No. No. Tim. <laughs> we do not. We don't. From Tim, they're doing an awesome job of making everything feel super bleak because I'm starting to have a hard time even enjoying the action scenes anymore. Oh, Tim. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you're still hanging in there and enjoying the show ultimately. Come on, dude. They give you like a super powered rodent that kills people. Jeez. Just when you thought it was, it couldn't get any worse. I mean, they throw in a little humor. Yeah. They're, they're going to keep... Everything has to kind of go to shit, though, first. Yes. For us to have our underdogs rise up. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Mm. From Sam Fisher. I knew that Supersonic was going to die. Well, Sam. Well, in, for you. I didn't want it. <laughs> in our first in our first episode, John and I were talking about uh, how, how long do we give him? Aww. And I gave him a lot. I thought maybe episode five, yeah. maybe six. I was wrong. I think John did say. The next episode. For the most part, anyone we'll in this show who's like bright, shiny and naive and actually wants to fight for like truth, justice in the American way is going to get God. See, I thought that he would team up with Homelander. I thought uh, there was yeah, going to be a twist. Yeah, I thought. Of him but, being but, shitty. And I will say this. I will say the one criticism I have of this episode was we did not get the close up of what Homelander actually did to him. Mm -hmm. Like we saw it and it was it was fleeting. The glimpse was fleeting. But I wish that there was something more Hannibal Lecter, like maybe he was posed in a certain way, not Ooh. just something really, you know, because young love, something that would hark back. Uh, but it was fine, you know. Yeah. Oh it's not really gosh. a misstep. Also, we didn't get to talk about this, though, that that lovely callback from from real headlines of giving him that like Taco Bell bowl to greet, welcome him into the oh. group. What a chode. God. <laughs> Homelander, you dick. Wow. <laughs> but again, great. So, I mean, they didn't even follow up on that. No. They just, everyone eats those tacos. There were so many big digs at dumb things that happened in real life. Oh, my God. The I turbo mean, ad and everything, too. So good. Like, oh, 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 can we talk about that? Yeah. The way they set that up. The way this, this is important. Like, they made you think that maybe he's going to leave the set. Yeah. To go join this. No. no, and then it became the commercial. And then it's just that Pepsi commercial that for the Kardashians. Was awesome! Oh. It was so good. That's why the show is so good. It does such a great job of lampooning things. Um, from CMG two four nine one, Homelander is truly much more menacing this season because for once he is not being manipulated, but he is now the manipulator. Yeah, I mean, or he thinks he is. He thinks he is. Yeah, that's that's the scary thing, though, right? Is there's something to say like if you have. A malicious animal. You have it on a leash, though. When that animal is off its leash, it's going for anybody. Look, I think that the it's hard to create real peril in any story. Homelander is a very, very, very scary villain mm -hmm. because he is imbued with the powers of the gods and he will use them. And, you know, we saw what he did at the end of the first season, when a woman that he presumably loved, who he respected, when he took her out, mm -hmm. you know, poor adventures and babysitting girl, mm -hmm. you know, but that was brutal. Oh, the shoe. 
Elizabeth Shue is such a great actress, and she was great and again in Leaving oh, Las yeah. Vegas. But in seeing Homelander do that, that was one thing. But now they've upped the ante oh, because yeah. he's philosophically now a dangerous exactly. villain. Well, and you and I talked about this off camera, where that was the really scary thing of seeing uh, Marvin's ex-wife's new boyfriend have that slow Grinch-like grin, like, yeah, yeah, we should get to be real men. We shouldn't be told what we can and can't do. I like what this guy's saying. And that's what makes him scary. Because again, in a real world context, you strip away the superpowers and keep the political power, keep, you know, the other assumed power that he has because of his status. And that's truly terrifying. Truly terrifying. Ugh. All right. From Stan Fisher. I honestly thought Stan Edgar Newman or Zoe were going to die. I will always protect you is such a death flag. I guess so it is. One, uh, so is one last job. Yeah, those are pretty big red flag moments. Yeah, but see, the thing about Stan is you can't kill Stan. Stan has been established as somebody who he understands the psychology of Homelander. Yeah. I mean, and, and that is something. And also the fact that, look, he might have used the idea that he has a daughter and all that. But still, you can't you can't destroy that because from a from an intellectual standpoint you need that character to be a part of the show mm -hmm. if you get rid of him you diminish the overall i think the i don't know the importance of it all yeah you have to have that to character i think so too all right from corey r hey chris and rob hi corey i have a theory that i thought before episode four and now i'm more sure herogasm will be homelander forcing himself on starlight and huey on temp v will fight him Ooh. I mean, maybe, but I hate that. I, I, I hate it, too. Although it's set up. Yeah. It is set up that he's like, look, I think one of the most distasteful things you can portray in, in, in cinema is sexual violence against women. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they can do that in this show and make it at all. I mean, it's a way to make somebody hate you even more. Yeah. But it could go that way. But the thing about the hero gasm stuff is... It's got much wider implications. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just a couple of people. Exactly. That is that is a very specific kind of Avengers con. Oh, boy. I used to go to those kinds of cons, but I don't anymore. No, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> it's a joke. It's just a joke. No, but I, 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 I don't think that, but there is something there to be said for that. I'm sure something like that will happen yeah. because, yeah, but I would actually, I kind of like that idea. Mm -hmm. As long as Huey gets there in time. Yes. I think that's important. Yes. From Dr. J. Hey, Team Campia. Did Soldier Boy absorb some sort of nuclear leak at the plant? Wait a minute. Sam Fisher, I think that... Um, oh, shoot. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Sam Fisher, was Soldier Boy a Russian spy the whole time? Probably not, but maybe. But probably not. No, I don't think so. I think I think it's more along the lines. He was, he was taken, co-opted, mm -hmm. maybe mutated or something by yeah. the Russians. Or, uh, but he is the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So the Winter Soldier Boy, I love that. The Winter Soldier Boy. Now, Doctor J. Hey, Team Campia, did Soldier Boy absorb some sort of nuclear leak at the plant? Is he going to self-destruct? I foresee major casualties coming the uh, come in the final episode. I mean, any of those things are possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do that, mm -hmm. but but I do like the idea that he's going to end up depowering Homelander because you can't kill Homelander. Yeah, but you can neuter him exactly. From uh, Sam Fisher, the fact that Homelander is such a psychopath is a testament to how good Anthony Starr is. This role and Lucas Hood in Banshee, so good. I'm not familiar with Banshee. Banshee was a Cinemax show. Oh, 
Oh, okay. That actually aired after I worked on a Cinemax show called Femme Fatales. Oh. It should have been Femmes Fatale, but I didn't, you know, create yeah. the show. But um, yeah, it was, Banshee's pretty cool. If memory serves, I want to say, did Alan Ball create it? Who Ooh. did American Beauty? I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. But Banshee's pretty bonkers. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Fredo! Fredo! Loving this season so far. Can't ever erase that one scene from my brain. What were y'all's first reactions? I was completely speechless. I mean, my reaction was a lot like Aaron's that, that we filmed. <laughs> I, I also, I don't know if you were here when we were talking about that yet. Yes, you were. Oh, when I was like, you know, I always want it to be equal opportunity nudity on television. Game of Thrones, I was always saying, where's the dong? And then, and then Amazon gave it to me in not a way that I wanted. But I have to say, I even you know, I'm I'm a fan of equal opportunity nudity. Mm -hmm. I was a little confused at first. Yeah, I was like, what am I looking at? And then you know, because you don't, you know, sometimes when you look at like micro photography of mm -hmm. like bugs or microbes, yeah. you don't know what you're looking at. They look like huge giant monsters. It was like that. I'm like, what is that? I'm, and then when I finally realized, oh, it gives new meaning to just the tip. Yeah. Wow. Oof. Mm. <laughs> From Sam Fisher, I for sure thought that Soldier Boy was going to work as a spy for the boys. Obviously not. Can't wait for June 24th. Herogasm, baby. Oh, June 24th can't come soon. Is anymore. that when it is? Is that when they've scheduled? Yeah. Oh. But mark your calendars. Herogasm day. Woo wow. I, maybe I, I should go into this, go sequester myself in like a motel or something. <laughs> Not be around anyone. <laughs> From Alex Holt. Over understand knows about Soldier Boy and the boys releasing him, making Homelander have a small victory to massage his ego before he is nerfed by Soldier Boy. Oh, I, I don't know if all that's true. Stan knows everything. Yeah. I think Stan knows all of it. And uh, I think that, that they might change this up because in the comics, he isn't a soup. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. No. I don't. I, he's not a soup. I think in this show they might have changed that a little bit because there's no way he could stand up to Homelander without knowing something Homelander doesn't know. Yeah, otherwise he's got tremendous BD. Yeah. Like that was But I do think that they do know what's going on. I mean, I mean Vought knows I love the idea that Vought knows everything. Or at least that Stan. Yeah. I, I do like that. He's aware of movements, I think. Yes. Maybe not all the specifics. Not everyone's movements. You know what uh, I'm saying? <laughs> from Fredo. I keep hearing about the herogasm. What's that? Well, Fredo, herogasm is an arc in the boys' comic book. So this is basically a giant festival. And by festival, I mean giant orgy for superheroes. Once a year. Once a year. There's a huge <laughs> Avengers-level threat. Right. Where they're all like, oh, no, we got to go to this place where aliens have infiltrated stuff. They just say that. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what Vought says yeah, is going on. Yeah, that's the cover story. When really it's all the soups get together and have a massive orgy where all kinds of ho what, horrible, depending on your point of view. Yeah. I don't like you say you always say don't want to kink shame. Yeah. Don't want to kink shame. Uh, all kinds of sexual activity occurs between superheroes. Mm -hmm. So what superheroes can get up to happens. And in the comic, uh, in the comic, by the way, this is, I'm not making this up. You have Soldier Boy and Homelander. Black Noir molests Huey. Yep. There, there's, there's some, there's some really horror. And by the way, some of the panels. They're, they're. 
just bleh. the depravity that is on Look. display. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it on the show. Yeah, because because I don't see like Starlight engaging in all the there's one scene. There's one comic friend. I can't believe I remember this when it looks like like three guys are like hooking up with each other. But then Invisible Girl or is is amongst them. Yeah, it's it's, it's wild stuff. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You, you know what? Just go pick it up. It's like the go Matrix. Read it. You just have to see it. Yeah. For yourself. Yeah. From Justin Moody. Hey, crew. First time being able to support in any way. Oh, thank you, Justin. That's amazing. Massive fan of the show and the boys. Holy fuck this season. I'm nervous for everyone. Any predictions on who might not make it to season four? Ooh. Uh, I I don't think uh, Stan's daughter. Yeah, I think Victoria is going to get I think Victoria is not going to make it. Yeah. I think all of our boys are going to be intact. Yeah. She can only pop so many heads. Yeah. I would love it if we got a train to. Uh, you know what? I think another. I think one of our main characters has to die. Yeah. And I think a train should be the one. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I like a train, but the fact is, the show opened with him killing unrepentantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Running through Huey's girlfriend. And at every opportunity to repent, to make amends has gone the opposite direction. Absolutely. So there's going to be some comeuppance, I think, at least. From Zelda Master 702. Looks like under 5.51 big time on Supersonic. Yeah, that wasn't me. Oh. I lost that bet. That's okay. Oh, is John right again? Oh, yeah, he's he not going to let anyone know how he right was, he is. I think John was right. John was right. <laughs> From Scott Chegg. So, I'm so glad that really got you, right? <laughs> Sorry if this has been covered. I joined late today. Soldier Boy's uh, beam seemed to have taken Kimiko's powers. I would imagine temporarily. Maybe this is the weapon for Homelander? Love from the UK. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, we've been talking yes. about that. We think that's what the thing is. I think you're right, Scott. Yeah. I think absolutely. Are you a Thunderbirds fan? <gasps> Did you grow up watching Super Marionation shows? Oh, I, think, I know the Thunderbirds. Yeah, I think that yeah. everybody in the UK had to, even though they probably didn't. But yeah. I want to believe that everyone in the UK watched like Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Thunderbirds. You know, Thunderbirds, the tripods. And then... Um, ultraviolet, whatever. What, EastEnders. Uh, had to watch course, EastEnders. East End, yes. Yeah. Which is not still going on. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. It's, it's like they're Degrassi. Um, not at all. CMG2491. The Russian wasn't expecting that kind of penetration from that arsenal. LOL. Yeah. Little Jamie. Whoa, boy. Oh, little Jamie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little burrower. Goodness gracious. All right. From Justin Moody. <laughs> just want to say thank you to y'all. The show and the boys helped push me to begin screenwriting and entering film festivals a little over a year ago. <laughs> Justin, that, you know what? If, if we can inspire you to do some work of your own, yeah. great creative work. <laughs> Wait a minute. 